Welcome to 519 Connect, where the Windsor Police Service connects with members of our community. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Hello. Welcome to 519 Connect. I'm your host, Constable Jamie Ajete Nelson, Diversity Officer with the Windsor Police. And today's guest is Hawaida Kasim. Hey there, how are you? Welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy you're here. I, we had a little bit of conversation before, and I, I'm excited about this. We almost had a full-fledged show beforehand. I know, I know. That's um, for after, uh, when we post that on our, our other website. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a little bit about you. You're the Executive Director of the Windsor Cancer Center Foundation. You're a former host uh, for a CTV morning show, and you're currently a host for your TV and the MC at Caesars Windsor. I'm kind of busy. You are. You are. <laughs> not as busy as you, Jamie. Not as oh, busy as well, you. <laughs> I keep busy. Um, you know what's great? Um, you know, as we got talking, it, it was cool. I, sometimes I try to find, um, you know, something common with uh, the person I'm, I'm interviewing today. And then, you know, I mentioned my sister, Christy Nelson, and you said you worked with her. And I'm just like, wow. Because everybody knows Christy and everybody loves her. Oh. So, and you can tell you guys both have the same kind of energy. Oh, good people. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take that back to my big <laughs> sis. She's going to love that. So a little bit about yourself. Um, Windsorite? Uh, born and raised in, or sorry, born in London, but raised in Windsor. Um, have lived here most of my life and did some television, like you mentioned. And then from television right into being an executive director at, a, at the Windsor Cancer Center Foundation. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a different type of transition, but still kind of community-based, right? Oh, you rolled right into that. That's That's cool. Now, how did you know you media was an area that you wanted to, to be in? I didn't, to be honest with you. It kind of, it was one of those situations where it just kind of fell into your lap, so to speak. So I was living in London at the time. Uh, I was newly divorced with two young kids and I was working a few jobs and I stopped at this radio station one day and I was dropping off because one of the jobs that I worked at was a dental office. And I had a package that I was dropping off to the radio station and the news director was there and he said, hey you've got a voice for radio. That was the weirdest thing anyone could say randomly to me. And he said, but you should consider TV as well. And I honestly just thought, okay, don't know what he's talking about and just left it at that. And it was shortly thereafter, I was at home folding laundry and, you know, kids are sleeping and this ad on TV comes up and it says looking for volunteers at a TV station. And it was within that same time frame, right, that that I'd already heard this guy say this. So I thought, you know what, why don't I just try it? I'd love to volunteer, maybe learn something. Popped in there, they sat me down, had me do an impromptu interview, had me interview someone who was um, Elizabeth Taylor, okay. but it wasn't really Elizabeth Taylor, it was someone who was pretending to be Elizabeth Taylor, and to talk to her about all her marriages. <laughs> and so, did the interview sitting right there, and then they said, uh, hey, we want to bring you on. So, I started there and did an entertainment show, uh, probably about two weeks after that, and then CTV called me, asked if I wanted to do weather, I said I wasn't interested in doing weather. Uh, maybe six months later they called and there was a gentleman named Bruce Williams who used to host the morning show here okay. and, uh, he was leaving, going to Vancouver and they said, would that interest you? And I thought, yeah, that would. And the rest was history. Wow. Poor Windsor. Oh, poor Windsor. We're <laughs> lucky to have you. <laughs> Thank you. No, that, that's great. Um, you know, that first interview, like, you know, where do you draw that energy? Where do you draw that, that personality to, to do that? I did something like, um, for me in policing, when I first started and I was nervous and I didn't know what to do, sometimes I, w- I would draw my, my inner Denzel Washington and, and go into a call. And I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm role playing right now. I'm doing my yeah. job, but 
I, until I found my own voice. Where, where did you find that? I think that's exactly it. You just find your voice. Like I, I was in a position where there was a few people staring at me, waiting for me to do this, and it was, I got to do something. And so it was, well, you know what? I have two boys, and I got to take care of those two boys. I'm a single mom. They need me, so let's see how this works because I want a career. And then just did it and hoped for the best. And I think sometimes things are so serendipitous like you just don't expect these things to happen, and they do, and there's a reason for it. And I got, I mean, honestly, I say it to this day, I am so blessed that it happened the way it did. And I loved every second of it, all, like, all the ups and downs and the learning, just as you, I'm sure, did too, right? That yeah. there's that learning curve, but then you, you get through it. Yeah. Um, any mentors along the way or your, your top five uh, influencers who influenced you to, you know, kind of do your job? Yeah. Who'd, you, who'd you look at? There was a lot of people. Like, I mean, I, I loved. I mean, like a lot of people, I loved Oprah Winfrey. Like from the, mm. the television perspective, it was Oprah. Uh, I loved what she did. I loved how she engaged people um, and brought people together. So that was kind of an interest for me. Um, Maya Angelou. I loved mm. her just as a human being. Um, you know, we lost someone who was great. I mean, just the way she also impacted people. Um, my mom. Mama. Mama always. Yeah. Even when she yells at me. <laughs> That's love. And still she does. So, yeah, I, I mean, probably that. And then, of course, as silly as it might sound, my, my children. Mm. Like, I, they inspired me um, to do things for them. So I think that, that kind of sums about, yeah, sums it up as to who kind of influenced me. Um, I'm sure there's more. But just no, I those like are the ones then. I like that. Like you're able to draw from, you know, people you've never met, yeah. but you're also able to bring it home and show how the impact sure. of, and even the people around you can kind of shape who you are. That's, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, your mom's, I mean, our parents do everything that they can for us because they want the best for us. And, you know, my mom came to this country and wanted the best for her children. Mm -hmm. And just watching the things that she did inspired me because when I ended up, you know, being a single mom, it was, how did my mom do it? I mean, yes, she was still married to my dad, and they stayed married until my father passed, but it was watching what she did to make sure her children were number one, and she did everything she could, and that inspired me to say, well, I've got to do something for my children as well. Yeah, that drives yeah. you. That's a huge oh, yeah. drive. Being a parent, I'm, you know, my, my boys are, are seven and six, but I, I totally understand that, how I know the things, the way you move uh, each sure. day when, um, you know, sometimes it's not always motivation. It's that discipline. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing sure. what I'm doing? Um, how your, your children can really light a fire under you. You just wait, Jamie. They're still <laughs> young. They're still young. But they do. They, they light a fire under you. And it's, it is a, a unique feeling. You love your significant other. But when your children come into this world, it is a different kind of love. Oh, it is just, you know, you would push your significant other in front of a train before you would do it when <laughs> don't, it comes don't to tell I hope my wife's not watching this. Don't, don't tell Except her that. Except for your wife. <laughs> but you would, you would do anything for your children, even over your significant other, because of that, that innate, natural, unconditional love that you have for them, because you, you know, they're part of you, right? They are. See, with a strong passion like that, it, it only, you know, segues into your your career right now and like how you move forward there, that that care, that passion. Um, talk a little bit about that being in the Cancer Foundation. Um, that that also was kind of just, it didn't happen the way I'd anticipated it would. It was, it was a friend of mine who reached out and said the Cancer Center Foundation was looking for some help. So I ended up meeting at the time with a woman named Norma Brockenshire, who was one of the founders of uh, the Cancer Center Foundation. And I... 
I really enjoyed what they were doing. And through television, believe it or not, I had interviewed them many years ago. So it was interesting that it came full circle. And as she talked about what she was doing and why she was wanting to raise funds for cancer patients here in our community, it resonated with me because I had lost my father. So my father was diagnosed with uh, a cancer called hepatocellular carcinoma. So it was cancer of the liver and the cells. Uh, he was diagnosed in January, it was January 23rd, uh, 1994, and February 26, 1994, he died. So a month. Wow. And so it impacted, obviously, our family so greatly that I don't think at the time, I know at the time, that years later he would become my why. Mm. So I didn't know that that would happen uh, until later on it just made sense that when I met Norma Brockenshire and she was talking about the Cancer Center Foundation, that it was my way of essentially, if it makes any sense, giving back to my dad. Yes. Because had, had our technology and things been different then, maybe he would still be here with us. So I wanted to impact people and it was a way of honoring my dad. And that's how it really kind of started. There's, there's that, that family, that passion again, that, that sure. drive. Um, and I imagine you could bring stuff from, you know, the media world into what you were doing. And I, I'm sure some of those things intersected um, with uh, your path. Oh, for sure it did. I mean, they, it, it's interesting because media is, I mean, it I mean, certainly can divide, but it, it does also bring people together. And, you know, working at the Cancer Center Foundation, you watch that because what we do, I mean, we're not the doctors, we're not oncologists, we're not nurses. We're here to fundraise. We're here to raise the funds to purchase equipment that might not be covered by the province. And for us to do that, it's similar. It's again, bringing people together for one great, one great cause, I guess. And for, for me, it was great just to watch a community come together and still come together for any initiative that we have. Um, all for the purpose of making sure that we provide for our cancer patients in our community. Yeah, that's great. Uh, though that networking, um, you know, I, I'm sure just from your presence, uh, just meeting you, um, being able to connect those groups. And I always say sometimes groups sign off on you when you have that, leave that, uh, that feeling with someone. They say, you know what, you know, they're working with Hawaii. I, I want to work with them too. You know, that, that brings a, a very important part of it. Hi, my name is Ed Armstrong. I'm the Inspector of Professional Advancement with the Windsor Police Service. With this position, I oversee our training branch, community services, as well as recruitment. As you know, Windsor is one of the most diverse communities in Canada. With that being said, our goal is to ensure that our police service represents our community. If you know anyone from your community that believes in our core values and will be an asset to our organization and serve the community with honor and service, the Windsor Police Service is currently accepting applications for the position of cadet. We encourage you to have them apply. Although patrol and ensuring the safety of our community is our number one priority, the Windsor Police Service offers different departments that may interest you. To name a few, our Major Crimes Branch, our Forensic Identification Unit, Emergency Services Unit, and our Marine Unit. Which one interests you? So you want to know how to become a cadet? Simply visit our website at windsorpolice.ca under the Career tab 
or visit oacpcertificate.ca. I'm sitting at my desk waiting to see your application. The last two years, last three years, actually, um, you're still one of the leading programs with your fundraising. How do you, you know, battle those obstacles of of what COVID did and still, you know, be one of the top, you know, fundraisers in the province, if not the country? Oh, I like that. I know. I put you on there. We are in the country. Um, That's, I I think what we do and like a lot of other nonprofits in the the community, COVID obviously took us all by surprise to a degree. Mm. And you had to pivot. Everybody had to pivot. All of a sudden, we had no choice but to make changes that we weren't anticipating making. And it, whether we had COVID or not, I mean, cancer doesn't care. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Facts. So it's, we still have to do something. And we can't say, well, there's a pandemic, so now we have to cease raising funds for our mothers or our fathers, um, you know, our family members, our friends who have been diagnosed with cancer. You still have to you know, continue on. And so essentially what we did was we just pivoted continually. It was so we can't do these, you know, events. Can we do something virtually? Uh, We can't do this. How about we do that? So it was continuing to find ways. And I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for a lot of people because people had lost jobs. People were laid off. People were struggling, not knowing where the next dollar was going to come. And what we do is fundraise. So we were relying on people to be working, to be able to raise those funds. Uh, so we just, again, we have a, a fabulous team at the, and I'm sure like other nonprofits, they've got great uh, team members, but I've got an outstanding team. And they just continued to make it work. And and I'm glad that we did what we did because, again, we're still doing it for our community members, right? Yeah. You know, the word foundation's in there, and, and it sounds like that foundation yeah. is strong. You know, I look at it as a pyramid. There's a goal at the top, but, you know, your roots of what you've, you've planted and what's been planted before and, you know, pivoting is very important because, um, like you said, n- nothing waits, change happens, and how you move with that chain. And one of our core values is, is innovation. Yeah. Um, and like you said, uh, sometimes Windsor didn't have that equipment. What was, you know, the funds that you raised, what are some of the things that um, we're able to benefit from, um, you know, what wow. the organization's done? So we, we've raised over $30 million. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like the MRI. Uh, we brought that in. Uh, there's a Da Vinci surgical robot that was brought in uh, about 10 years ago uh, from things that are small, like, you know, bladder scanners, IV poles, uh, chemo pumps, infusion pumps. Um, it is unbelievable. The list is endless. Every time the Windsor Regional Cancer Program is looking for something, uh, they come to us with their request. And what we do is we hope to satisfy that need. Uh, whatever they're requiring, we look at getting that for them. Um, and it's, and honestly, as soon as we, step out and say to our community, this is what we need, they step up. So although we say that the Windsor Cancer Center Foundation has done it, it really, it's not possible without our community. Yeah. I mean, I know you know this, Jamie. We have the, one of the most generous communities around. And people love to give and they want to make a difference. And they do. They impact us huge. Uh, so if it wasn't for our community, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Uh, I, I totally agree. Windsor community, um, you know, when I got here in 1998, um, they've been so supportive of me. So, you know, when we do go out there and we look for that support, um, you know, we, we step up. Uh, 
you know, sometimes I, I, when I used to travel, I'd say Windsor, Essex County, people like, where is that? And, you know, it puts that chip on your shoulder, but I always wanted to come home because I, I knew that w- there was something great here. Oh yeah. And you know, that's why yeah, I, I never left and I'm staying here now. I'm in this uniform, uh, you know, servicing my community like they did for me when I was a, a young athlete looking for support to do things. I could always count on Windsor when, you know, we waved the, uh, the bat fly, the bat uh, light and put it out there. The community was there to help. Um, and now we're, we're in November, mm-hmm. November. I, I, I know there's some initiatives that, um, oh, yeah. that and it looks and, like you've already started the initiative. Hey, hey every, <laughs> every year, you know, we, we put something together. I know at the Windsor police, um, you know, there's some events that officers run on, you know, on their own just to, to show their support. So, um, you know, what, what's, uh, what's out there right now where, where we can get involved. So during the month of November, we have what's called our grow on Windsor campaign. So it is men or women, I mean, if you want to. If they can, yeah. if they can grow a, a nice beard, all the power to you. Yeah. Um, growing their facial hair, uh, unibrow, just it's literally growing that facial hair to create the, the awareness. From there, obviously, we're trying to raise funds for the men in our community who've been diagnosed with cancer. And you can do it numerous ways. Like you said, you know, you've got people at Windsor Police Service who are doing events themselves. It could be a bowling night, a trivia night, I mean, whatever you want to do where you're raising funds for the men in our community. And we've been doing this now for seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've raised over a million dollars by in, in doing this from our community. And this year we're hoping that it's going to be a really big one. And I think because there was, you know, a little bit of a difficulty because of 2020 and then 2021, and now here we are in 2022. So we're coming up with different ways of raising those funds. Um, and that's like, and you'll see some of the events on our website. So if you go to our website, you'll see there are people who are giving a portion of the proceeds from sales of cookies. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to get your dogs, dogs, what do you, nails? Trimmed? Yeah. Little, little doggy uh, pedicure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a pedicure. Um, a portion of the proceeds from that will come to us. Uh, we have so many eat. There's a, a whole group of restaurants that are doing things for us as well. There are so many different initiatives and people are coming up with some great ideas to be able to raise funds for us. And it really takes just even you, Jamie, as an example. You set up a team on the website, call your friends, ask them to support you, even if it's $5. You ask a bunch of people and then you raise those funds and and hopefully we do extremely well with it. Yeah, and every penny counts. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and those funds, 100% of those funds, you know, local. local. They, they stay home, they stay here, and they, and they truly benefit the people going through, uh, you know, difficult times or, you know, that sense of feeling like where I am right now, it's it's with all the research that's going on and, you know, I'm getting that best treatment and, you know, like no better place than home. And I know uh, at Windsor there's been a, a football uh, um, tournament, a little flag football tournament. I've participated a few times where, you know, November comes, we, you know, we grow the stashes and we play some football, but, you know, it's that same thing, that, that sense of community. Uh, a lot of us are out there having uh, – played football or haven't been out in a while, but, you know, just that idea that we're supporting, you know, cancer, but also the research and, and locally, that's, that's a, a, a great feeling. And, um, yeah, you're not, I don't see you're growing a mustache. That's no. all right. But uh, listen, I'm Middle <laughs> Eastern. There's a possibility. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's so great to see people do that. Cause I'll tell you, I mean, Movember is also great. You referenced Movember. It's great. But a lot of community members were saying, we want to keep it local. How do we keep it local? And that's how this really was born. It was how do we make sure that the men in our community, your family member, your friends, 
uh, your colleagues get treated here and this is how it started right yeah. and people started growing the, the mustaches and the beards and and we started raising funds and have been doing this now for seven years and it feels fantastic and each year the amount of community members that get involved it keeps increasing which tells us we're doing something right yeah and people want to see then they want to have fun i mean who they doesn't do. want to have fun right yeah and, i mean and i'm i'm looking at yours i think it's pretty like how how many days is that actually Weeks, you know months? what I, I this is only like what, what? This, since this morning? <laughs> oh, I, I would listen. The first time I grew some facial hair, I was probably like twenty-three years old, and I was like, "Yes, I got a whisker." So this is this is a little bit of growth right here. It looks good. Yeah. It looks good. I'm trying. So you're already supporting us out without even knowing it. Hey, I, I, do, I do what I can. <laughs> it is a fabulous initiative. I mean, we do that um, in November for men in our community. We do an initiative for women as well in our community uh, in the month of May called Lockout Cancer. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we try to have a lot of different things that are going on. And then, of course, people can just donate because they want to donate. Yeah. Right? And it's impacted them in some way. So it's great to get that message out. I, I mean, I appreciate it more than you know to be able to get that message out because the Windsor Police Service has been huge in supporting us as well. And it's wonderful to see that, you know, community members and community leaders like yourself who come forward to say, how can I help? So thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And what I really I enjoy about it is, is information as well. You know, we're not just out there donating, but we're learning because some of those, um, you know, things that we don't, we don't know about cancer, those myths, um, you know, you find out that information once you start getting involved. For sure. Yeah. And we and I can tell you just in our community alone, so last year in 2021, 4,245 men were referred to the Windsor Regional Cancer Center. Wow. Like, that's jarring when you hear that. And so we don't want to see any of our family or friends having to drive down the 401 to have treatment. need to be treated here. There's a lot to be said about having that comfort of being home. You know, from your treatment perspective to having your, your support system around you. So the last thing you want to do is have a diagnosis and now be told, well, we, we can't treat you here. You're going to have to go somewhere else. And so we are here to try to ensure that our family members and our friends, the people that we love the most who have been diagnosed with cancer get to be treated here. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can't even thank you and the organization, you know, any more than you already have, you know, $30 million, you know, innovative equipment, um, you know, creating that, keeping that sense of community, especially after the pandemic, people want to be outside. And sure. I think that uh, grow on this, uh, this initiative this month is like you said, I, I think you're, you're, you're looking for, you know, some records to be broken this year. Come on community. I know they can do it. We can do it. We can. We're we're strong. We're stronger as a group. Um, you know, we're united as Windsor. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on today and oh, you know really enlightening me and uh, letting me know like what we have to offer. Well, you asked me a question, and I was going to ask you this myself, so I'm going to put you on the spot. So you talked about who inspired me. So who, who inspires you? Oh, who inspires me? Um, my mother. Aww. Oh, my mother. She um, you know, she she had you know seven kids, right? Seven. Yeah. You Are you know. the youngest, oldest, middle? I'm my mother's baby. You're the baby. I am the baby. So Jamie, you're spoiled. I, I'm, uh, I'm taken care of. I'm taken <laughs> care of. But, you know, like you said, just to see her, you know, navigate this world, you know, she came from uh, Jamaica and she was here and raising kids and she wanted a better life for them. And I saw how hard she worked and yeah. her sacrifices, you know, and that's service, right? Service to her family. And, and I saw that even people who weren't in my family, um, you know, growing up, we had people who I thought were strangers come living in my home. Um, but my mom, you know, when people needed help to take she care of them, them she just brought them in. So I, I saw that and, it, and you know, I didn't know policing was for me. I actually went to school to be a teacher, you know, another, really? another, uh, you know, job where 
you're serving your community. And I, I, I found myself in a uniform teaching in a different way, you know, servicing my community in a different way. And, you know, now I'm here on a podcast with you. Well, this is awesome. Well, I can tell you, I mean, although I didn't, I don't know your mom. Um, if you guys are anything alike, she must be a fabulous woman. Amazing. So, amazing. So, so do me a favor. Let's just, you know, why don't you wear one of our toques? I'll even oh. put, maybe I'll even put one on. You put Right now? We're going to support. I can't believe it. There it is. Don't worry. How cute is that? Come on. Seriously. How cute is that? All right. You can buy this merchandise too. Oh, where do we get this merchandise? So go to growonwindsor.com. Okay. We've got all the merchandise there. There's different various things that you can still purchase. And then again, if you want, set up a team uh, and then join us and support the men in, in our community who've been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. So there it is. Let's set up a team. Um, let's get some merch. Actually, this <laughs> so it feels kind of fresh on me. I like right, right here. This is looking good. So uh, there you have it. Uh, you know, today's show is called Grow on Windsor. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, you can find us on all your platforms, uh, 519 Connect. And I just want to thank you again. Thanks again for having me. Really appreciate it. And really appreciate the work that uh, you and the group at Windsor Police Services do each and every day. So thank you. Thank you for your service. All right. All right.